2: Shoots and scores! Tomas Hurdle hits the jackpot!
0: You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Score! Score!
1: Score! Logan Couture wins it in overtime! Now, here's your host, Ted Raby. Sharks skate from right to left in the second period, minute 25 to go. Passed ahead by Vlasic, here comes balsers down the left, throws it on the right, Hurdle shoots, scores! Kernell had a couple of goals last game, and now he picks up his sixth goal of the season on a brilliantly executed play. First, the headman, and then Bolser's created the space. Hurdle was by himself, and only one man back. No chance for Flurry. It's two to one.
3: Yeah, it was nice. Really cool feeling coming out of Sharkhead again. It's been a while. A uh, nice little touch to, I don't know if anyone saw, it, but they had our fans or some fans on the screen as we were walking out. So special fans here. Very, very cool to see some of them. We wish it was full. Uh, we miss them every day, um, but it was good to at least see a few faces with uh, with our jersey on and, you know, gave us some energy going out for the, the start of the game.
0: All right. Good morning, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody is enjoying a nice weekend and staying happy and staying healthy. For the first time in 342 days, the San Jose Sharks were back at SAP Center yesterday playing a game. I know, it's absolutely crazy to think about. I try not to think about it because how we've gotten to this point in time and history is very, very strange and very, very out there. But it is what it is, regardless of whether or not that's a worthless phrase. But yeah, it was just great to see the guys back at SAP Center. It was great to see the team in San Jose. No, it's not the same without the fans. No, it is not the same as it was before. Very, very weird. Very, very different to see it under those circumstances. But all in all, I think you just have to be happy that the Sharks were back playing on home ice. Unfortunately, I had a conclusion that I had similarly to what happened when they played Colorado I said to myself this team is simply better than the Sharks and I don't think that's some crazy conclusion to jump to I don't think that's me being a homer I don't think that's me being a hater I think that's just me having an honest assessment of what we saw over the course of that game we all know that games are won and lost on the special teams battles right well Las Vegas scored three power play goals if you give up three power play goals over the course of a game, you're probably not going to win. Your only hope is that if you do give up three power play goals, is that your power play would, in response, score three of their own. I don't have to tell you how bad the Sharks' power play has been as of late, but they did not score three power play goals. They only scored one goal on the day. It was Tomash Hurdle, again, who has been on fire, unfortunately, in losing efforts for the Sharks. He's got three goals over the last two games and six overall on the year, and seeing his offense come to life again after the hot start really gives you hope that he's going to continue to be a force for this offense and hopefully does come through on the power play at some point. Uh, but we, we know right now that the Sharks' power play is not clicking, and it continues to hurt them, and that's one of the reasons why they haven't had more regulation wins It's one of the reasons why they haven't had more wins overall, and it is a huge reason of why they were not able to keep up with Vegas yesterday, even though I thought the Sharks played a pretty darn good game. I mean, you go back to how that game was played five on five, and the Sharks won it. That was not the issue, and Martin Jones didn't play terribly. The first goal was one that got flipped up into the air, and the guys lost it. There's nothing going on there. And then the third goal was off a skate. That's life. That's hockey. That's how it goes sometimes. And we'll get into a little bit later from head coach Bob Bugner and what he had to say. But he essentially said what I think all of us felt when watching that game, and that was that Martin Jones gave the Sharks a chance to win that game. Unfortunately, the Sharks did not give Martin Jones a chance to get a W in return. And because the Sharks' power play has been so lackluster, And because the penalty kill over the last two games, giving up three power play goals in each of them, it's simply not a good formula for success. And this was one of those games for the Sharks where you needed your best players to play like your best players, and they simply did not get it. We go no further than Eric Carlson. He was on the ice for all three of Vegas' goals, and I believe in all three instances, he was the guy who was closest to the man who scored for Vegas, I understand that he is not a shutdown defenseman by nature, but he simply has to be better than that. And in terms of offensive production, he was not looking nearly as sharp as he was over the previous couple of games where he had been a more active contributor. This was another one of those games that we've seen from him far too often early in the year, and that's where he's just kind of been invisible. And listen, I understand that Eric Carlson has a lot of pressures on his shoulders, but that's what happens when you sign the contract, and that's what Bob Bugner's talking about when he's talking about his best players. He needs Eric Carlson to be one of his best players. He needs Timo Meyer to be one of his best players. He needs Evander Kane to be one of his best players as well. And we know the first penalty that Kane took on the night was not a good one, and I know that Bob Bugner said that he was not very displeased with the other penalties, that, uh, that Kane took, especially when he was getting into it with Reeves. But there's a part of me that also says like, yeah, but you're a top six guy. You can't get taken out of a game by a fourth liner. You need to be on the ice. You can't allow yourself to get baited, especially against a team that is as good as Vegas. And you need to be perfect. You need to be above the fray. You need to have your mental game on 100% and recognize this is not the time nor the place we need to keep ourselves in this game. We need to give ourselves a chance to fight back and not specifically in the physical sense. You need to fight your way back into that game by getting these man advantages and being able to capitalize when you are on the power play and the power play has looked better. It's shown signs of life but it is still nowhere near where it needs to be. And although I do like the fact that they are creating opportunities and they maybe haven't been as rewarded as often as they should have been, they're not putting the buck in the back of the net. And as I alluded to earlier, it doesn't matter that they won the five-on-five battle. They lost the special teams battle badly, and that's what was the tail of the tape in this game. That There's no denying that Vegas won this game because they were the better team on special teams. And I'm not trying to come out of this with a negative slant and I'm, and I'm trying not to be a buzzkill and I hope that's not the way this is coming out. It's just what you see when you watch the game, Vegas is a better team. They won it on the special teams. If you're the sharks right now, a team that's not as good and you put yourself in a position during that game where you win the five on five battle, then you cannot be anything but perfect over the course of the rest of the game because Vegas will punish you for it. And that's exactly what Vegas did. But one of the things that I am encouraged for, and like I alluded to, this reminded me of the series against Colorado, where I said, well, that team's just better than the Sharks. And I don't think there's anything wild about me saying that right now Vegas is better than the Sharks. But I didn't get that feeling against the Blues, right? And the Blues are at the top of the division right now. And the Sharks are doing this mildly encouraging and wildly frustrating thing where they play to the level of their competition. And there's a part of me that looks at that and says, like, okay, that's good. It shows that they can play with the Blues, and they can play with Vegas, but at the same time, it's maddening because you ask yourself, well, why are they screwing around with some of the lower-tier teams in the division and not just putting those games away? I mean, that, to me, is is a concern right now, and I understand that's the product of a team that isn't a top-tier team in the league, but it makes you feel like this team is still underperforming, which, again, is encouraging but frustrating at the same time. And we keep on identifying the same things over and over and over. And you know, that is puck possession. You know, that is the problems with the offense. You know, that is the problems with the power play. You know, that with the goaltending, we, we know all the problems that we've seen over and over and over again. So on a day where they actually were better in front of the net, kudos to Martin Jones. He responded head coach Bob Bugner calling him out, and he had a good game. I Again, he gave the Sharks a chance to win, and overall the Sharks won the 5-on-5 battle, but the PK was still a massive problem, and the power play was a massive problem. And right now there is a race to rectify things that has to be happening at a much more rapid rate than it would in a normal season because you have a shortened amount of time to figure things out. But I'll tell you what was encouraging to me besides the fact that the Sharks won the five-on-five battle, and Martin Jones being better in front of the net. For a second consecutive game, the second period was not a complete and utter disaster of a meltdown. And so I feel like if, if you, you take care of one thing at a time, and maybe that's how Bob Bugner is viewing this. I, I don't know how he throws things at his team. I don't know if he's saying, hey, fix everything at once. He's probably asking for more something along the lines of, we need 60 minutes of quality hockey not 20, not 40, not 45, we need 60. I thought in terms of that viewpoint, to me, it was one of the more total efforts we saw over the course of the year from the Sharks. And if I am looking for improvements, which is, I think, one of the things we have to be looking at for this team, I, I don't think that's too much to ask, then there has been some improvement in that sense. And... If you look at the power play, even though it is not being rewarded with the back of the net, it is looking like guys are figuring things out. And again, you want to see these positive steps in the right direction because you think that it can be figured out. You think that they can give themselves these opportunities to capitalize and that eventually it will come. If it was an 82 game season, I wouldn't be worried as much, but it is not right This is a much shorter season, it is abbreviated, there is an onus on everyone to rectify things and figure things out as rapidly as possible, and right now the Sharks are making improvements, it just seems slow compared to the overall timeline in which they're competing. I think that the penalty kill has had a bad couple of games, a little bit of a pendulum swing in the opposite direction from where it had been. And overall, I am not as concerned with the penalty kill, but now with some of the injuries, Schimek, Carlson, that's going to change the dynamic of things and we'll see how they change and adjust. But heading into this game, I hadn't been as concerned about the penalty kill. I am more concerned about the offense and most concerned about the power play. Last year, the power play was no good. There's no argument. There's no defense for it. But at points this year, it has looked absolutely lost. Now, the one thing that I like lately is it looks like it's had a little bit more of an idea, a little bit more of a structure, a little bit more of an edge to it that we were not previously seeing four and five, six games ago, it looks a little bit more cohesive. It looks a little bit more like the team knows what they want to do. So again, baby steps, but those are positive steps towards a better outcome. And we heard Brent Burns talk about it. He said, the execution isn't there. I know execution gets on people's nerves because it's an overused term, but there is truth to it. It's like they're, they know what they're supposed to do. They're just not doing it. That's what the literal execution is. So if they can figure that out, and I think that'll come with practice time, and I think that'll come with a more normalized or home-heavy schedule from here on out, then they can probably get things to improve, and they can probably have a pendulum swing in the opposite direction of where it's been to something that is more effective and something that is more potent in terms of the offense. You have weapons. Let's, let's not try and make excuses here. If you have Brent Burns... If you have Evander Kane, if you have Tomash Hurdle, if you have Timo Meyer, you have weapons that can score on the power play. Now, Carlson's going to be out, we assume, for a little bit. We don't know the full extent of the lower body injury that he suffered. But when Carlson is back out there and fully healthy again, he and Burns have to figure it out how they're going to be more effective. And I hope that is a byproduct of practice time. I hope that is a byproduct of experience in Bob Bugner's system. You don't expect things to happen overnight. And I think that the Sharks previously, whether it was adapting to Todd McClellan's system or adapting to Pete DeBoer's system, there was so much talent out there that you were able to overcome mistakes within the system due to the level of talent out there just made up for it. That's not where the Sharks are right now. So the sooner they figure it out, the sooner that they understand Bugner's system, the sooner that everybody becomes 100% on the same page, the sooner we will see results being yielded from the power play in particular. But as I look big picture versus Vegas yesterday, I did not see a Sharks team that was out of their element, that was out of their league, that was severely outplayed. The little parts of the game were where the Sharks got beat. Special teams, that's what happens. Flurry made some big saves. The Sharks had a couple of breaks to go, go against them in two of the goals that Vegas scored. That is expected within the course of a game and within the course of an NHL season. The way that the Sharks played was not overall bothersome to me when I think about it on an effort level. What bothered me was the fact that there is that lack of execution, that you still see some of these same problems, and that there is a slow rectification process happening with the Sharks and their offense particular. Because again, Martin Jones, he gave them a chance to win. Five on five battle, won by the Sharks. The penalty kill, not good. The power play, not good. On the other end of the spectrum, Vegas, power play, excellent, Vegas, penalty kill, excellent. That's the game. And unfortunately that nullifies some of the things that you liked, some of the energy, some of the spark, some of the effort, some of the grit. You liked that they played hard. I like that they play hard. Bob Bugner liked that they play hard. It's not reflected in the standings that they played hard. And so the Sharks have the opportunity now, just as they have in many of these two-game sets. This is not against the same team, but it's two games at home before they go back out on the road. They have a chance to respond with a team in Anaheim that I feel is beatable. And if the Sharks play like they did on Saturday afternoon, I think that's going to be more than enough to beat the Ducks. Well, like I said, part of their DNA this year has been playing to the level of their competition. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to get an update on the injury for Eric Carlson from head coach Bob Bugner And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. <laughs> Mountain cold refreshment. Made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide. Brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, Did something happen to Eric or was that coach's decision for the last 11 minutes? No, his lower body, um, lower body, and he just, he's on the trainer's table now, just getting worked on, so I don't think it's anything uh, crazy serious. I think it's just... uh, he tweaked something, so I think he's just uh, getting work done now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we we lost Simmer earlier and lost uh, um, Carly with I don't know how much time was left in the game after that third goal, seven, eight minutes, whatever it was. So, uh, yeah, we were, we were scraping the barrel there.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to expect with Carlson in terms of how much time he is going to miss. It did not sound serious, obviously, but I think there's always going to be a little bit of caution with him and maybe keep him out for a game or two, depending on the severity. So, hopefully, we will find out later today or by Monday morning before the game whether or not Carlson is going to play, but he's the kind of guy that needs to be 100% healthy to be 100% effective. And that's not the Eric Carlson we've seen consistently throughout this year. Certain games he's looked amazing, certain games he has not. Uh, So I don't know uh, what exactly the injury is or when exactly it occurred, but he was not having one of his better games against Vegas so we'll see where he is for the upcoming game against the Ducks and go from there. Here's Bugner weighing in with what he saw on the five on five, as well as the penalty kills, continuing problems over these past two games.
1: Yeah, I think uh five on five, I, you know, we won the five on five game. I liked our five on five game. I think, uh, you know, obviously I'd like to score more than one, but you know, on the other hand, we didn't give them anything on five on five when it came to, uh, you know, to, to any goals, they, their power play was, you know, what was a difference. And I think, um, you know, we had a couple uh, miscues on the on the one. I mean, a little unfortunate when the puck popped up, and I think uh, everybody sort of lost it. But uh, you know, second one was a, a missed assignment, and the third one was off their skate. Um, so. You know, obviously, it's, uh, it wasn't anything too clean that we got beat with, uh, you know, a bang-bang play. I think it was just, you know, we didn't, uh, you know, PK's got to be better. We've been pretty good all year, and the last couple of games hasn't been good enough. But 5-on-5, uh, um, five five, we played hard. We really did. We played hard, and, uh, um, you know, Fleury made some saves. But uh, we, we got to find a way to score
0: more, uh, you know, produce more offense. It's a simple solution. Score more goals. Here's Bugner on where that might come from well, it's not going to come from the outside. It's going to come from the inside.
1: I mean, we don't have any 50 goal scorers sitting on the sidelines waiting to come in. So obviously it's got to happen internally. And we keep working on things and, and, uh, exploring our, uh, um, ideas and, and, you know, and, and line combinations. But at the end of the day, I mean, we got to, you got to win puck battles. You got to get pucks in the net. I think, uh, if anything, we can get a little more traffic and second and third opportunities around the, uh, around their goalie, but, uh, you know, and obviously the power play it's, uh, we, we scored a power play goal last game on a sort of broken play, but I mean, you got to depend on your power played to uh, at crucial times of the game to um you know to create offense for you and I thought our power plays looked okay in the last couple of games we've produced chances but uh you know
0: we gotta we gotta pounce on uh, teams and that's something that I'm hoping to see against the ducks on Monday I want to see the sharks just jump out and drop a three spot in the first period and totally take control of the game and just really look like they're hitting on all cylinders right out of the gate. And I don't want to contradict myself in what I said earlier about the need for a complete 60 minutes, but I think there also needs to be an emphasis on those first 20 minutes just being the end of the game, right then and there, and then you can have an easier time for over the course of the game. And I know that sounds overly simple and stupid, but it's true. You know you need 60 minutes of effort. But make those 60 minutes easier by jumping out and giving yourself a three-goal lead in that first period. Taking control of the game. Like Bugner said, pouncing on the opposition. Making sure that those opportunities that come in the first period, that you're putting them home. That you're finding the back of the net. That you're not putting yourself in bad situations. That you're not taking bad penalties early on. Here's Cooch on the offense.
3: Yeah, we won the five on five game tonight, obviously, uh, with with Tommy scoring that goal. I still think we can do a better job. I think uh, creating chances down low off the cycle, I thought we were um, getting back to old habits of just kind of firing it back to our points when we had time. You know, we, we, as forwards, we got to create more. We got to spin off guys. We got to take the puck to the net a little bit more, use our size because we got some guys up front that are big and, and strong and can really take pucks to the net and create second chances for guys. And, you know, on top of that, we got to get guys that are going to the net and scoring goals. So there's There's not many pretty goals in this league most goals are scored banging one in um, going to hard areas like they did tonight in the power play we got to get some of that five on five but
0: well, while Cooch did acknowledge there that he liked some of what he saw in the five on five he also acknowledged that the power play was simply not good enough
3: other end our power play just wasn't good enough uh, we didn't generate any momentum we had some decent looks but I don't know how many we had I, th- I think we had three power plays in the first and need to do more I mean a power play just hasn't been good enough
0: <laughs> no lies detected the power play needs to be better. You can appreciate that there are signs of improvement, but they are not putting pucks in the back of the net, and that needs to change for the Sharks' fortunes to change. What is interesting to me is that Bob Bugner, as a head coach, can go out there and individually challenge his best players. He can say, our best players need to be our best players. He can individually challenge Martin Jones, and we saw Martin Jones have a great response yesterday to this Vegas team it's hard to individually challenge the power play, right? Like you can't, and I know you can go to your top unit, and I know you can look at this in terms of who's out there on the ice, but it's a different bit of a beast when you're trying to find the right motivation. And Brent Burns was asked about he and Eric Carlson and how the two of them can create more opportunities.
2: Well, I don't think it's two guys running it. I think it's five guys being on the same page, and I I don't know what uh, I don't know really what you're you're trying to ask there. There's five guys that have each got a job. You know, it's it's helping each other. It's helping create time and space for the other guys. I think what I just talked about on the previous answer is, is what the other team's trying to do to us too. So they're trying to take away time and space, and and it's it's five guys being on the page, and you know we haven't scored we haven't scored, but you know, we're, we're starting to, you're starting to see a little bit more on the entries, giving each other better plays, creating a little bit more on those entries. It's just, it's the execution on that second and third play that is where we're screwing up right now. And, you know, it's, it's not the first or second. It's, 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 it's helping each other, getting, getting three guys in fast because the PK is doing the same thing that we're trying to do is, is just be disruptive and, and, and make those clears and and little shares. And, you know, I think we've been moving around and, you know, trying to get, Get those reads, those little plays. You're seeing, you know, the good power plays. You think about the good power plays and, and guys, it's quick little shares, little little passes through people into open space. Um, it's it's execution. That's what it comes. To. We just got to execute better. It's it's obviously we need to score. I'm not saying it's it's not any good. You know, we know that we have to score. We have to create momentum, chances, goals for for the team to to give us a chance to win. We need to do that. We're not doing it. But the reasoning behind it is, I think, is those little plays. It's a second, third plays. Making, uh, breaking the pressure from the other power play instead of, and I think it's just a little bit of a change. We're, we're trying to, trying to change that and create, create a different power play. And as gross as the stats probably are, I think the last couple games, it's been feeling better, you know, making little plays, creating time and space. But then it's that execution at the end that we've just got to get better at.
0: And it's a bit of a long winded meandering answer from Brent Burns, but I think he's speaking to a lot of the things that I've been speaking to as well, is that you do feel like the power play has shown improvement over the last couple of games. You do feel like there are signs that it's starting to get a little bit more figured out. The guys are going to get more on the same page and they can shift a little bit of the momentum of games with their power play, as opposed to constantly being on their heels and feeling like they need to respond. But Yeah, there's no denying that it needs to be better. If the Sharks' power play had been clicking up to this point of the season, they would be several wins better. They would have put themselves in a much different situation yesterday against a very good Las Vegas team. The power play seems like that's the key to unlocking so much of where the Sharks are right now, and I think they are just as frustrated with it or about it as we are because they probably feel like they are right on the precipice of making that breakthrough but this is the one thing that is holding them up. Because, like I said, the penalty kill, the recent woes that have been there with that, it's a little bit of a correction for how good they have been. And I think that more often than not, they are not going to have games where they give up three power play goals. I think the most of the time, the Sharks' penalty kill is going to be solid. Like we saw in this game against Vegas, the five on five was solid and won the battle. Martin Jones responded. Devin Dubnik had been having some pretty good starts before he dealt with his own lower body injury. I think that you see these little things taking steps in the right direction and it's two steps forward, one steps back. You you know how this goes. It's not, it's not linear, but you're seeing things trending in the right direction. And another one, we talked about it earlier, but that was the fact that for a second straight game, the second period has not been abysmal, but the power play remains problematic. And I know that they got a power play goal in their previous game, but that, that's not, that's one. You know, the, the numbers don't lie. Like Burns said, they are gross. The numbers would show you that the Sharks, even if they did get a goal recently on the power play, the big picture shows you that it's problematic. Until you have a sample size where they are consistently doing it from one game to the next to the next, we won't know until then that the power play is improving. Consistency is what dictates what defines a team. The Sharks had been consistently killing the penalty until the last two games. Up to this point, that's an aberration. The Sharks have been consistently failing on the power play. That is a consistency. Until we see that change over a smattering of games, it is going to be identified as a problem. And that's why I think this team needs to put this loss behind them very, very quickly and recognize that they have an opportunity against an Anaheim team that is closer to the reality that the Sharks want to be having. If they want that reality to be their own, then they need to go out there and take it to Anaheim and take it to the Ducks. If we take a look at the Western Division, yesterday we saw the Blues get a 5-4 overtime win over Arizona and coming up on Sunday, the Abs are in Vegas taking on the Golden Knights. But the standings heading into this morning are going to see St. Louis at the top of the division, followed by Vegas, followed by Colorado, and then Anaheim. They are in 4th place, 6 wins, 6 losses, 3 overtime losses. 15 points. That is only four points ahead of the Sharks. Sharks take two against Anaheim on Monday. They're Again, two points back of the then team in fourth place heading into this game. This is not some insurmountable lead that the Sharks are trying to chip away at. This is a very tightly contested Honda Western division where the Sharks are still very much in the run of things, even if they don't like where they are in the standings. And of course they don't like it. Just ask the captain. Back in the oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, say, losing
3: sucks. Uh, there's not a single person in our room that's happy. You know, I, I hate losing. I, I I can say that uh, to everyone. we um, would be a much better day today if we won, but uh, I think – we played a, a, a good game. I don't think we played a great game. I thought uh, there's a lot that we can improve on. I thought there were some things that we did well. You know, right now, that's what we've got to build on. We've got, we, got You know, we had guys go down on the back end. We had other guys step up, younger guys step up and play big minutes, and I thought they played extremely well. And they were thrown into situations where maybe, you know, they wouldn't be right now if guys didn't get hurt. So uh, our back end did a, a great job for having four guys for, you know, the last 10, 15 minutes, whatever it was.
0: And as difficult as this start of the season has been, I think you appreciate the resolve. I think you appreciate Logan Couture being very vocal about his distaste with losing that game to Vegas and knowing that the team needs to be better, but also knowing that they can be better and that he does see the positive steps that the team is taking. I think the frustrating part for all of this team right now is they know how relatively close they are. That doesn't mean they are going to turn it around and suddenly play up to the level that I think they're capable of or that they think they're capable of, but I think they all know that it's in them. I think there's no quit I don't think that this is a team that is kind of rolling over. I think that mentality that we saw last year where they would get defeated was a byproduct of a number of things that would take way too long to get into. But that which we saw last year does not define this year. And last year ultimately is what they are trying to move on from. I know that we would all like to see them back to where they were in 2018 and 2019 and battling for the Western Conference Final and a trip to the Stanley Cup. That is not the goal in my eyes. The goal to me is to prove that last year was a complete one off and that this team is still in the midst of their window, that the window is still open, that they are still capable of getting into the playoffs and making things happen. That to me is what we want to see this year. Right now, it's a mixed bag. There's been some good, there's been some bad. But I do feel that overall, there is a sense that this team thinks they can be better and that they are trying exceptionally hard to make the product on the ice that much better. All right, before we run out of time, update on the Barracuda. They fell to the Texas Stars by a final of 5-3. to three. Remember, you can find all of their games on the Sharks and SAP Center app. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. Been listening to the San Jose
1: Sharks Morning Tide brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.